Return of the King Chapter 20 To the Stars We Go The second official day of Mamcon passed Darry by in a blur, still riding high on the adulation he'd received the night before. That morning at the convention centre, he pushed his way through the good-natured crowd. A pack of yapping and jumping men surged around him, reaching for him, holding his arm, trying for a high five, as if a touch of his hand would grant some kind of protection or luck. He was a talisman. They called out to him their names, their Daybang forum user IDs, hoping to be recognised by their hero. Darry pushed his way through, touching heads with a flat hand as he went. Some of the boys, issued with a blessing, fell to the ground, overcome by the spirit. This is how it was meant to be. Day two was the day the real Mamcon got going. The talks had shifted in tone from general self-improvement to male-specific areas of concern. As a seduction coach, Darry felt that he had a pretty good grip on male representation and body image, so he had chosen to attend the panels on the disproportionate levels of male incarceration, the impact of false rape accusations, and Steph's presentation on domestic violence. These were the real issues facing men today, the struggle of men against a system primed against them, the structures in society that trap men and take away their power and agency, forcing them into submissive postures to avoid being locked up, humiliated or killed. It was the first time in a long time that he had felt understood, seen. Sitting in the front row of a packed auditorium, he had nodded in agreement as the speaker discussed the impact of public shaming and powerlessness in the face of being accused of something. He knew that feeling well. People nudging each other when you walk into a room, not being invited to pizza parties and game nights, kids refusing to sit next to you in class because of something their mum told them, he hoped that there would be a discussion of overcoming trauma at some point in the convention. How to take back your narrative and rise above it. How to find your power and use it. How to slap down your oppressors twice as hard as they slapped you. Steph's talk was awesome. Darry wondered if he and James Smith knew each other, both being from Canada. Steph must have a following, so it was conceivable that he'd been to Toronto at some point. He'd have to ask, maybe he'd introduce them to each other. But the big event for Darry was to be in the evening. Malcolm had informed him that morning that there was to be a meeting of the Concilio Defensorum Hominum that evening and it had been decided that Darry would attend as a representative for the neo-pickup artists. Initially, Darry flinched and felt his left upper lip twitch up towards his nose, exposing a tooth. 
but he quickly adjusted his mouth, hoping Malcolm hadn't noticed. Neo pickup. Okay. But the injury was fleeting. No, he told himself. If he'd been critiquing the dinosaurs, it was only fair that they gave him and his followers a new name. It was like, I don't know, Windows Vista, Web 3.0 or 5G. But things were going as they should. He hadn't heard of there being a council of men before, but it made sense that he would be on it. He was, after all, kind of a big deal. Malcolm towed Darry in his tricycle trailer over the bridge and into town to a boutique hotel. They stopped in front of the elegant white stone-clad building in the downtown core and hopped onto the sidewalk. Malcolm carelessly tossed a bike lock in the direction of the burgundy velvet-clad doorman as they passed through the entrance. He nodded at the receptionist and headed through a thick oak door into a small, buzzy lounge. Smooth jazz played gently in the background, a faint scent of wood, leather and cigars. Vanek was sat at the bar with Steph, sharing a few plates of tapas. Malcolm caught Steph's eye with a large wave of his hand and led Darry between clusters of green leather armchairs to join their friends. Steph leapt off his high stool, shouting, Darry, my lad, come, come. Pushing Darry onto the stool, both hands on his shoulders. Two more glasses, barkeep. Steph poured four small glasses of Rioja and popped some calamari into Darry's mouth with a tiny fork. Eat, lad, eat. We've got an evening ahead. You need sustenance. Derry was a little taken aback, but he knew Steph was a very hands-on man. He laughed nervously and let Steph spoon and push various morsels into his mouth. He had a horrible feeling that Steph might try to feed him like a baby bird. He sipped his wine and chewed carefully, trying to signal that Steph didn't need to help tenderise anything for him. Malcolm and Vanek chatted about the day's seminars. Malcolm wasn't so keen on the men in media talk. He felt it was facile. They needed to stop looking at themselves in relation to females and just focus on what the men are doing for themselves. Like, yeah, the man in the ad might be struggling to sort laundry into colours and whites, but nobody does that anymore with modern detergents. And look, he was cleaning his own goddamn clothes. He was doing it himself. Whether some naggy old bird came clucking around or not, he'd still have freshly laundered socks and shirts the next day. Vanek agreed. It was the mental chains holding boys back. He'd only heard of two or three cases of female guidance counsellors tearing up boys' college applications, throwing the paper on the ground and grinding it under their shoes. That didn't add up to a systemic barring of boys from university and professional careers. Darry nodded along, mouth too full of marinated mushrooms to contribute. Yes, Steph was saying. Yes, he was also disappointed. He'd hoped that it would focus on the representation of male genital mutilation in art and documentary. Well, maybe he'd give that talk himself next year. A chime struck. Steph knocked back the last of his drink and put down his tiny fork. 
Right then, off we go. The gang set off, Malcolm leading the expedition. They headed through a narrow door to one side of the bar into a large, busy kitchen. Darry had not expected this. Were people really allowed to walk through commercial kitchens like this? He thought it was just something they did in movies. As they passed the busy prep benches, white-clad kitchen assistants darted around them. They passed cooks tossing vegetables in flaming pans and a chef assembling a kind of pagoda from crisp layers of pastry and blasting it with a blowtorch. Darry tried to play it off as if this was just an everyday thing for him. Like, yeah, I'm the kind of guy who just strolls through the hotel kitchen in workout gear to go for a run in the back alleys. He devoured every sight and sound while minimising his head swivel. If Vanek or Steph thought he was overawed by this, he would never get over it. All too quickly, they were at the other end of the room, passing through a plastic flat door and climbing into a service elevator. Steph dragged a concertinaed metal screen across to close the car, and Vanek produced a key using it to activate the control pad. Sorry, Derry, we're not allowed to use the main elevators in the lobby. There was a bit of bother with Wendigo around a decade ago, and the owners only let us book the room on the condition that we come up the back way. Vanek pressed the key button. As the grinding elevator squealed and juddered to a start, the elevator car jerked into its ascent, throwing the guys against each other. To the stairs we go! Take me to the presidential suite! Danny shuffled around on the spots in the oddly crowded car, searching for the fifth person. Steph edged to the side and pressed his back against the doors, revealing a pair of antlers at chest level, tips resting against the sidewall. Wendigo had been waiting for them, squatting naked in a corner for god knows how long. He cast a handful of yellowing animal bones onto the floor between Darry's tasseled loafers. I see great changes in your future, boy, he said. The lift pinged. They had arrived at the penthouse. Next time on Return of the King, Chapter 21, Penthouse Letters, we get our first glimpse of the Council of Men. And it's everything you'd hope it would be. See you there! Hi guys, it's me. Can you do me a favour? If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, can you give me a little rating? Thank you.